Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances for nesting on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast, as we do every single week. Uh, in the update in the Tom Cruise sorry, saga... Are you distracted, Patrick? Just a tad. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise is about to jump out of a plane at the beginning of Mission Impossible 4. Mm. So and also... I'm busy. The distraction. For those of you out there listening who have maybe forgotten about this... The future is back. Lovely actress. Yes, the future is back. Alicia Cuthbert. Don't mm. forget. Never mm. Hashtag never mm. forget. Girl mm. next door. Keep talking for a minute. She... Uh, that was like an awakening for a lot of us in our younger years when we saw that when we were in our teens. It was like, whoa, who is this? Yeah. And I think the added benefit was, whoa, she's a porn star. Wait, she is a porn star? In the movie, she is. Yeah. Oh, right. He's got my hopes up really big right there. That's the whole premise of the movie. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't remember seeing that movie. Well, maybe you should go watch it because... She still looks pretty good. The main character and his two friends, who are all three very nerdy, bring three porn stars to prom. Ah, uh, Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was Great movie. Excellent. If you've never seen it, watch it. And if you don't, if you want to hashtag never forget Alicia Cuthbert, Google. <laughs> Google, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, something went down uh, right before the All-Star break that kind of uh, threw both of us off. And uh, I still don't really understand, even though I've seen some other things. But uh, Mike Matheny, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, former catcher for decades, of the St. Louis Cardinals, maybe not decades, but a decade, uh, was let go as the team needed to, quote, focus on a new direction. Uh, On a scale of one to Mike Lynch, how surprised were you in this, Mike? (laughs) Whoa. Uh, I guess I'm Mike Lynch. <laughs> Whoa, dude, that settle down over there, dude. Settle down. I saw the I saw the story that he got fired, and I was like, well, that's weird. I thought Matheny was a great manager, and then I read the article. It was in the Athletic that that had all the the details, the details, the deets. Um, I do like saying the word deets, by the way. That's one of my favorite words now. Um, how he was 
old school to a very severe fault and mm. how none of the players on the team, not none, almost none of the team players in the team bought into his idea of how to be a manager and how to run a baseball team. They said that it was no fun to play baseball under him. Um, and they said the big thing was he picked a player to be essentially the snitch, essentially the player that would be the his bodyguard, his right-hand man, his wingman in terms of following the cardinal law. Mm-hmm. And nobody liked that guy. And he wound up telling. Do we know who it was? Yes, we do. Oh, who was it? It was Bud Norris. Oh, bad idea, dude. Bud Norris, uh, apparently very old school. I thought it'd be like Matt Carpenter. No. And um, a- apparently he went to Matheny. The specific story in the article was about Jordan Hicks, the young 105-mile-an-hour sinker ball thrower that's mm-hmm. not the best. Um, and apparently Hicks didn't warm up that well in the bullpen or something. I can't remember the exact detail. And Bud Norris, instead of just trying to kind of quell the situation, snitched on him to Matheny, and that got all the young guys upset on the team. And basically there was a big clash of cultures. And it shocked me because I viewed Matheny as younger, played very, very recently mm-hmm. in the major leagues. I mean, he was probably only out of baseball as a player for, what, like two years? And then Larusa retired, and they brought him in. Was it that little? It might have been a little longer than that. Yeah, maybe, but, but it felt really short. I, I would say eight or fewer years out of baseball, maybe six or fewer years. And I thought that after, especially after his first couple of years, that this guy was a great manager. He understood the cardinal way, quote unquote, and mm-hmm. keeping that team at the top of the NL Central. But um, I guess with the changing of the guard and the younger players coming up, and and the Cardinals have a lot of young players because that is partially the cardinal way. They always bring their their prospects up. That it wasn't flying anymore, but it it, it did Mike Lynch level shock me because I, I really thought it was the opposite there in St. Louis. Uh, here's something interesting to kind of chomp on for a second. This is now the second year in a row that we have seen a very successful former player not too far removed be let go and a lot of those a lot of those reasons seem to stem from being too old school and it's not even that it's two guys it's that it's Joe Girardi from the Yankees and Mike Matheny from the Cardinals let's talk about the two most old-school-style franchises in baseball. Joe Torre, Joe Girardi, both of those guys are super old-school. Tony La Russa to Mike Matheny, both those guys are super old-school. And if the quote-unquote cardinal way, I don't don't think there's as much of a Yankee way, per se, as, as deep as the cardinal way is. If the cardinal way is not working, then bye-bye to any of that old-school stuff. Then your guys like Buck Showalter, I mean, we've had – I've seen this as an Indians fan. Terry Francona has changed the way he manages. He's a lot more loose and lets guys get away with a lot, hence what happened in Boston. Because maybe this old-school way is maybe officially dead. Well, we've talked about this before with the – and this this does kind of cross racial lines sometimes. The Generally, the white player – having an issue with the flair and the fun that the Latin player plays with. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
it's we're in this weird time right now. And maybe we've seen it before, but it's it's at least the most noticeable right now to me where we're getting a very big cultural and generational divide between players and managers that's happening right before our very eyes. I think in a couple of years, this probably won't be that much of an issue because all of the players who are now currently creating the culture shift mm-hmm. will be the veterans. And yeah. then we will just have a hopefully more fun league in that sense. I mean, imagine Javi Baez being the vet on the Cubs in four years. Oh, my goodness. And the Cubs now have one of the most happy-go-lucky, fun-playing guys out there as their leader or one of their leaders. Dude, imagine Frankie Lindor in 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. So I think right now is an interesting time to be viewing this because they are – they're kind of combating each other. Yeah. And if you're going to be a manager these days, you have to know how to relate to that personality. Yeah. You have to. That's why Joe Girardi got fired, even though they had almost made it to the World Series, because he had no connection reportedly with the players, and some of them just flat out didn't like like him. Um, to use an example in the Joe Girardi thing, Aaron Boone was hired specifically because he is a good relationship and good uh, good player manager. Mm-hmm. And there was a very... Because they knew that from all of his experience. Yeah, got it. And there is a very stark difference between how the Gary Sanchez situations the last two years have been handled. Mm -hmm. Gary Sanchez couldn't block a ball to save his life last year. Joe Girardi publicly to the media, he didn't rip him, but he said, he's not very good at that. We need him to be better, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe maybe hashtag I'm Gary is a little bit sensitive about it. He got butt hurt, and it all went downhill from there. Gary Sanchez lost the Yankees the game against the Rays two days ago by dogging it on two different plays. One cost them a run defensively, and one cost them a run offensively that would have tied the game in the ninth inning. And what does Boone do? Puts him on the DL. He was hurt. Well, he is. He, well, he's on the DL till like September now, so he's actually really hurt. Mm-hmm. But Boone says to the media, I have to look at the replay, and then I will talk to Gary. He doesn't throw him under the bus. He doesn't lash out at him. He goes, he's very passive to the media. What happened behind closed doors? I don't know. Yeah, we'll never know. Maybe he maybe he did uh, react in an angry way to him. I would if I was the manager. It was BS what he did. But the difference in approach to a team that is exceptionally young in the Yankees mm-hmm. means everything. Yeah. So the Cardinals, I mean, they have an interim manager right now. Yeah. But they're going to have to go out and find the next – Alex Cora, I guess. Uh, Dave Roberts. Yeah, I don't know how Alex Cora is doing in that sense of being a personal manager. I'm assuming well because the Red Sox are the best team in baseball. But Stop. um, They have to go find that next guy. Yeah. Whether it's a former Cardinal player, um, which I know they've liked to do in the past. Mark McGuire. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Or if it's just a highly touted assistant or bench coach that's going on right now. they need to find that one who's going to relate to young players. And I think that's why we mentioned the Buck Showalter thing in the last segment. I wouldn't be surprised if part of it is because Buck Showalter is old school. Yeah. Like super old school. Cardinals ain't hiring Buck. But also Buck is very relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if that helps a and little he bit. Fights, he fights for his players really well. He does. Like he's one of those guys that if Buck comes out of the dugout, like he's pissed and he's got your back. But – I mean, the Orioles, I know they're, they're really bad, but they don't look like they're having any fun this year, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's great for the fans that baseball is turning into a sport that's all about fun. Y- y- the players want to have fun. 
and that's good. You want that. Yeah. Um, or at least I want that. I think some old school baseball fans go, no, it's a serious game. It's you know, you got to take it serious. Well, it's not they're not taking it serious. They're just having a little bit more loosey goosey of a time with the with the fun aspect of it. But I mean, look around the league right now and find me a team that doesn't play with a lot of fun, and I'll find you a manager that is probably a little bit too old school. First thing that pops into my mind, Toronto Blue Jays. Ugh. They did play with fun because they yeah. had certain leaders who were vets. They're all gone now. Yeah. John Gibbons, you can tell he's an old school manager. Barf. Really old school manager. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Ron Garden hire. I mean, that might be tough. That might be a tough sample size because the Tigers are super bad too. It's his first year there. I mean, but he is he is that prototype for sure. Um I'm trying to think now of other teams that are like that. I mean the Angels, I guess. My, you know Mike Sosha's old school. Yeah. But I, I think they got enough guys in the clubhouse, like a Pujols, and Mike Trout seems to be having fun all the time, and Simmons has fun all the time. Uh, speaking of, Albert Pujols just passes Ken Griffey Jr. for most home runs in the uh, Major League history. I saw that. I'm sure there's other, t- other teams I'm missing, but I think I, think I see what you mean. Though. I think you're going to start seeing there's going to be a, a pretty perceivable gap, and you're going to be like, wow, that team is they're, they're in the summer grind for real. They're not really having fun right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, when we come back, I know we were kind of mentioning the Yankees and Gary Sanchez, but I kind of want to dive into this a little bit more because there's a little more to it in my brain than just uh, everything's going to be fine. Aaron Boone's got his back, sort of that. So we'll get to we'll get to Gary Sanchez, and we'll do that next. It's 8.15 here on Portland Sports Leader. This is 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Better you today, text line 55305 is how you find us. Uh, we kind of mentioned this a little bit about uh, Gary Sanchez and how uh, Aaron Boone handled it. And I agree with you a lot in this, Mike. Uh, but my my biggest concern is, is that I'm kind of starting to wonder if Gary Sanchez might be on his way out. Hmm. Um. They've got that. They've got Romine that can that is suffice. That's what will suffice. But they've got that other kid who seems to be decent. Now he doesn't hit the homers Gary does by any means. He isn't as flashy. But Gary struggles to call games. He struggles to defensively catch, and he struggles to maintain an average. It could be injury, but I do kind of wonder if he might be a sexy pick to move right now to get a pitcher. Um. Yes and no. To me, first of all, he calls a great game. He's he's a really, really good game caller. He just can't – he's not a great defensive catcher. He doesn't block the ball well at all. Um, but he also has one of the best throwing arms for a catcher in terms of nailing guys at second base generally. Also, this year is the first year in his career that he hasn't hit for average. He Before the season, the talk uh, among all the Yankees writers was, you've got Judds, you, you've got Stanton, all these players, but Sanchez is probably the best pure hitter of all of them. I don't know if that's not true anymore. I mean, one bad season and a really bad season at that doesn't make that not true. It could just mean he really found himself in a slump. He was not injured early in the year. Um, the groin injury, he came back too early from that, you could tell. He, he hasn't been running hard since he came back from the injury, um, but which was only like three days. But I, So in that sense, I say no. If they still consider him to be the best hitter, quote-unquote, of that group, and 
he's at a position where it's really hard to find an impact player. And he still hit like 20 more home runs than any other catcher since he's been called up, despite his average this year. I think you only consider trading him if it gets you a guy like Jacob deGrom. But the Mets asking price for deGrom is so silly big, and it should be, that I don't even think that would suffice in terms of just getting deGrom in that sense. So, no, I don't think they're going to trade him. I've heard the I've heard fans say they should trade him. I've heard that kind of bandied about on social media. But I don't think that's realistic. And he's a really clutch hitter and has been in, in the playoffs. Well, a buck 88 ain't so great for someone who's the best hitter. Well, that's what I'm saying. This year has been an incredibly down year. And the the big thing for him is he's really having trouble reading the slider and curveball out of pitcher's hands. He swings at so many bad curveballs, um, which is an adjustment he has to make. You know, it, it happens. It's, what, his third year in the league now? And he didn't really have a sophomore slump, so this will be, I guess, his junior slump. And we'll see if he can adjust to it. But maybe, maybe he's not as good as he was his first two years, but I still think he's, he's an elite offensive catcher, generally. Yeah, I just wonder if... Because of all the plethora of talent, and I know that's not necessarily a good excuse, but because of all the plethora of talent, I wonder if I wonder if now would be a decent time to trade him. Like I said, it might be. Just because he's like if he does this this year and he does this again next year, then his value will plummet. But the problem is is he's doing it this year which means that the teams, whoever it is, are going to ask for him plus a, a good prospect for a really top arm. And I'm not, as a Yankee fan, willing to give that up for a potential rental top arm. Um, I know we didn't talk about the Britain trade specifically, specifically, excuse me, but the the Yankees who are having trouble getting a starting pitcher, although I saw Jay Happ might be coming their way, um, decided to go screw it. We're going to go fourth inning on bullpen if our starters suck and try to win that way. And honestly, I think that's a fine decision in, in the current way that Major League Baseball is working. Bullpens reign supreme. And the Yankees could run out from the ninth inning backwards because it's easier for me to go that way. Aroldis Chapman in the ninth. Zach Britton, Zach Britton in the eighth. What a pickup that is. David Robertson in the seventh. Dellen Batances in the sixth. Stupid. Jonathan Holder in the fifth who's had got like a two ERA for them this and year. And then green in the fourth or because Sabathia yeah. only goes three innings. Exactly. <laughs> that is an <clears throat> unbelievable on paper bullpen. Yeah. So, and that's, if and they I, can't get a starter. They're not going to trade Sanchez for anything else. Yeah. And they're going to go all bullpen all the time. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that was what I was kind of interested in is, is was the Gary Sanchez thing was just kind of like, do you trade him? because of all the issues going on right now and get a starter, but it seems like they're building the bullpen and they'll take a chance on justice Sheffield. They'll yeah. bring him up and they'll say, Hey, cause maybe they do not this... want to include him in a trade. Either. Yeah. Maybe this is the guy that will push us over the edge. And they did trade uh, Dylan Tate, who was another highly ranked prospect, ninth ranked prospect who was a starter for Zach Britton. So yeah. And remember you got Herman who got sent down, but had a, a couple of good uh, weeks before getting some issues you had Loizaga, who got sent down because he got hurt, uh, but he had a couple of good starts. So they've got options. And in that sense, be patient with Gary Sanchez because he's proven to be, in the past couple of years, a top-of-the-line player in this game. And maybe he's just having one of the – maybe there's something going on in his personal life. You, you never know. 
anything like that could be could be the case. And you just kind of try to let him work through it. Yeah. Man, I don't know what to think about your team. Well, right now we can't beat the Mets or the Rays, so I'm not thinking very that much about That is kind them. of interesting that you can't beat the Rays. I know. The Yankees got swept by them last series, and then they just lost two or three to them this series. Yeah. Um, I will say this. If you guys somehow find a way to get Jacob DeGrom, I will end your life. <laughs> okay. That won't be fun. Well, you got to make sure John punches me first, then you can end my life. Yeah, like you think Boogie going to the Warriors sucks? Like DeGrom going to the Yankees would be the worst thing I ever saw in my life. Because you know he can handle pitching in New York. For sure. <laughs> Although it's a little bit different, but he understands the scrutiny at least. Um, and he was in the World Series with them as well, so he understands that as well. <laughs> I look. I I would love Degrom. Obviously, he's he's amazing. But I I said this on primetime yesterday, and I will say this till I don't have air in my lungs. I truly, truly believe in building a team through the farm system mm-hmm. and using some money slash trades to build ancillary pe- or auxiliary pieces around those players, because those players are controllable. Um, they develop in the way you want them to develop. They mesh with the culture in the way you want them to mesh with the culture because they're in your minor league system. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have a good scouting department, they will usually become solid players. And if you decide to trade them for rentals, generally, I think that's a really stupid decision because a couple of months and a chance at a World Series when for a team like the Yankees or even the Dodgers in, in the Machado discussion that we're having, although Machado's at a different level, already have a chance at the World Series, I don't like that as a strategy. I want my team, whoever it is, to keep their top young players because you worked so hard to develop them and they'll be cheaper and controllable and that'll help you out in the long run. Like the Indians have been trading all of their prospects for relievers, essentially. Yeah. Andrew Miller. Under control, though. And Brad Hand, under control. I love that Brad Hand trade. Um, But... So I guess my question to you is the Indians have traded a lot of their top guys. Mm-hmm. They trade Frazier, who they were super high on. Frazier goes out. They traded Justice Sheffield. Yep. And they just traded Mejia, the catcher, mm-hmm. who was supposedly the top-hitting catcher in the all, all of the minor leagues. Yeah, he was something like number eight overall in all for, prospects. For a couple of relievers. Now, good relievers, but yeah. relievers. Are you okay with that, knowing that right now your best – prospect is a guy who's having trouble hitting in the major leagues in Bradley Zimmer uh I think the Indians are a tricky subject in this because we have a window we don't have windows very often you guys have windows all the time it's always open yeah it's always open and for us we see with Kluber Lindor Ramirez Brantley to an ex- to an extent that we have a chance. And we have Edwin Encarnacion. We finally got a free agent uh, player. Jason Kipnis. Stop, he's old. Um, that we finally have a chance. We were in the World Series two seasons ago. Um, that we have a chance. So for now, we have to try and take advantage of that. Now, I do think both of those deals were great. I think the Mejia deal and definitely the Frazier deal, may not see it now, but it might be later, is great because, again, we're getting these high-top relievers, but they're under control. Like, we have Brad Hand till 2021. That I'm okay with. I don't know if is going to be great. Why hasn't he come into the major leagues? You know, every time I see a prospect that's ready to go, that's super hot, but is still not getting called up, I'm always like, 
what's going on with this? What's going on with this? I thought the same way about Frankie Lindor. I was wrong, but that's the only one I've been wrong about. Could just be the way the Indians manage the prospects. They maybe tra- try to take it too slow. Could be. I got no problem with trading prospects to try to win now for controllable deals. Like, I heard the Indians were in it on Manny Machado. I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You you want Mejia for a guy who's no way going to re-sign in Cleveland. Like, no way. Right. So I'm not interested in that. But somebody that's under control, Andrew Miller, Brad Hand, I'm okay with that. Okay. It's just that's the way I always view it is I very much like, and we talked about it, the Cardinal way. They're good every year for a reason mm-hmm. because they develop their scout, their prospects well. They scout well, and they very rarely make trades that give up their young talent. Fair. I like I like a little bit more of an aggressive approach than what the Cardinals do. I like a mix of both, but it is vital to me to nurture your young prospects and to bring them up and have them make an impact in the major leagues. And we're seeing that with the Yankees right now and the Astros. They, they didn't trade any of them away, except for J.D. Martinez, which I'm sure they're regretting hardcore right now, even though they won the World Series. Eh, but I don't really think he's that great. Um, but Juan Dulio is great. Uh, so you're seeing it now with those teams. A mix of yeah. both is the absolute best way to do it, if you can. But if you just have a small window, then, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, small windows. When you're a small team like the Indians, it's nothing but small windows. We saw it in 97. 2008, 15, or 16, excuse me. Maybe 18. Sleeping Giants. All right, when we come back, it is Fair or Foul, Sans Joe edition, which I'm excited about. I think I got something funny, Mike, that you might enjoy. And we'll do that next. But first, here's Mike with sports. Inch on 1080, the fan. Fair or Foul, as we do every single Wednesday at 830. Uh, we're just going to kind of make this up as we go. We'll see how it goes. I guarantee you mine's going to be really bad. But we'll give it a shot. Yeah. Right? Oh, I've got a couple of good ones. Yeah? Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, My first, it's I just want to do all trivia. I don't, for me at least, I mean, I've been giving my opinions all day. I don't need to ask about an opinion. But my first question is this. Mike Trout is the leader in on-base percentage in Major League Baseball. Correct. But he is only 10 OBP better than second place Mookie Betts and 30 OBP better than Aaron Judge, who is not hitting as well as he was early in the year. Only. Sorry, what? That's the trivia question. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that true? Oh, say it again then. Trout who leads the major leagues in on-base percentage, only has a 10 OBP lead over Betts and a 30 OBP lead over Aaron Judge. Hmm. I mean, Betts is killing it. He is killing it. Um. Gosh, part of me thinks that, like, Betts might have him beat an on-base percentage. Um. You know, I'll say this is... False. Correct. Yeah. Foul would be the right way to say it. Foul would be the one, yes. Uh, Trout is in first. He is a 20 OBP lead over Mookie Betts, who's in second. And Aaron Judge, who is an on-base machine, is 60 on-base percentage behind Mike Trout. Mike Trout has a 457 OBP. That's ridiculous. Mookie Betts, 437. Joey Votto, 416. 
This guy on the Reds named Joey Jesse Votto. Winker has a 405. How many at-bats has he had? His name's Winker. Yeah, but it, it says he qualifies. Freddie Freeman, a 403. Jose Ramirez, a 402. Shinsu Chu, of course, always on base uh, with a 402. Then Judge, 397. Lorenzo Cain, 395. Interesting. Yeah, this Jesse Winker guy has 281 at-bats, 334 plate appearances. Hmm. That's a guy that no one's ever heard of that's apparently having a good season. Yeah, hitting 300, too. Yeah, I'm good on that. <laughs> I guess he walks a lot. Uh, I do not watch a lot of Reds games. I'm just going to be honest here. I think I've maybe seen one all year. Yeah, and it was because I was forced to. Like, I left the TV on and came in. It was like, was baseball. The only day game? Yeah. Like, Reds-Cubs? Uh, I got one for you, too. Okay. Uh, more of like a choose-your-answer. Who's got a higher batting average? Gary Sanchez? Jackie Bradley Jr. or Zach Granke? <laughs> it's a fair question. They're all right around the same place. Who has the highest out of those? Yeah. They're all kind of right around the same spot. I mean, it sounds like you want me to pick Zach Granke, but I'm going to pick Jackie Bradley Jr. The answer is Zach Granke. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous because he's only got like, you know, 46 plate appearances. Jackie Bradley Jr. has 336. But Jackie Bradley Jr. batting 210 right now. Yeah, he uh, he's getting hot recently. How do you get hot from 210? Like, what were you a week ago? I think he was <laughs> near Gary Sanchez at 180. I think Ugh. he got moved out of the lineup consistently. He said J.D. Martinez, Juan Julio, the... Uh, oh, I did see that article. The hitting superstar himself gave him a slight tip, and all of a sudden he started hitting again. The old Juan Julio. <laughs> uh, Zach Granke is batting 250 with an on-base percentage of 302. Mm. He's an OPS of 627. Wow. He's got three stolen bases. Hashtag pitchers <clears throat> who rake. Yeah, dude. What's up, man? Um, okay, second question. You ready? Yeah. It's actually a double. I have two questions based on the same thing. So the leader in defensive war this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Is the Oakland A's Matt Chapman. Oh, wow. Okay. He Good is for him. far and away. He's seven, seven points higher in war or 0.7 points higher than the next best defensive player. But Matt Chapman is a top 10 player in baseball in all over war. Fair oh, foul. Okay, 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 okay. So he's got defense, but how's his on base? How's his slugging, OPS, RBIs, things like that? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, somebody has got to be doing something for the A's. Because I can name like five of their players. Uh, that someone is Jed Lowry. Yeah. Is Jonathan Lucroy sucking for them? Yes. Dude. He did a grand slam the other day, but he's not playing well. Dope. I hate Jonathan Lucroy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go play for a contender? Bye. Um, well, he's just playing for another one this year. <laughs> just shut up. They should trade him. That'd be dope. Send him back to Texas. <laughs> that guy in Roma just got hit in the head trying to do a bicycle kick. <laughs> dope. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this is fair, only out of blind judgment, because somebody else has to be doing something for the A's. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep winning games. Uh, he is 10th in war. Yes. At a 5.0 war, mostly because of his defense. <clears throat> he is, I've been reading a lot about his defensive metrics. Mm -hmm. They're saying he's just absolutely incredible at third base. He saves so many runs for his team. The future Josh Donaldson? Uh, probably better than the Josh Donaldson we're thinking of. Ugh. 
Josh Donaldson this year. Woof. The other thing I have, so I'm going to name you nine of the top ten in overall war. Okay. Mike Trout. Okay. Number one, 7.2. Jose Ramirez, number two. Mookie Betts, number three. Okay. Jacob deGrom, number four. Yeah, that's my boy. Chris Sale, number six. Keep in mind who I just skipped, number five. Frankie Lindor, number seven. Yes. Max Scherzer, number eight. Aaron Judge, number nine. Mm. Matt Chapman, number 10. Okay. Number five is a starting pitcher in the National League. Okay. Who is it? Number five is a starting pitcher in the National League. He's fifth in war. He has a better war than Chris Sale and Max Scherzer. And DeGrom was third? And he's tied with DeGrom. DeGrom's fourth. tied with DeGrom. Yes. And it's a war. Okay. So let's think about this. It's the National League, you said? Yep. This pitcher stats this year, just stats. He is is 12 and 3. Okay. With a 2-4-2 ERA. Okay. He has 136 strikeouts in 134 innings and just 37 walks. I'm going to go with Rod Stripling. <laughs> nope. Dang it. Um, let me keep thinking. Um, let's see. Who else could this be? Um, it's probably somebody from, like, the Braves that I don't know his name. Close. Yeah. But you do know his name. I do know his name. Is Bartolo playing for the Braves? It's not the Braves, though. Um, But you do know his name, and you like him a lot. And he plays for the Braves? No, it's not the Braves, but it's close. Oh. Oh, is it Aaron Nola? Yes. Dope. Aaron Nola, fifth in war. Good for him. In the major leagues this year. Good for him. You know how I learned about Aaron Nola? Head chef. Mm. Head chef was like, there's this kid from Philly. Onakoha. He's super good. His name is Aaron Nola, and I've been stashing him. He's going to be great. And then he was like, he's getting called up. I can't wait to see him. Then I watched him. I was like, that guy's no good. <laughs> that guy sucks, dude. Now he's all like in the second inning in an all-star game. And I was like, damn, good call, chef. Another, I, uh, I do like Aaron Nola a lot. Another potential question I had for you that I did not ask. Mm-hmm. The leader in doubles in Major League Baseball. Uh, Jose Ramirez. Eduardo Escobar on the oh, Minnesota Twins. I've got him on a fantasy team. And boy, do I love that because he qualifies for second, third, and short. And outfield, too, doesn't he? And outfield, yeah. Or is that the other guy? They have a Rosario, too. Eddie Rosario and... Eddie Rosario, yeah. They all just, like, rotate. Eddie Rosario and Eduardo Escobar. I'm always confused because they're E's. They all, like, rotate in the infield. And they're like, what do you want to play today? I'll play here. Okay, cool. I'll play Uh, Jose Ramirez not on the list. Lindor is 34 in second. Oh, nice. For Dublais. There's something I saw... And your boy Alex Bregman's third. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned Alex Bregman. So, with Carlos Correa being hurt... Do you know that next year Alex Bregman's going to qualify for shortstop? And he needs like six more games at short to qualify for ESPN next year? Really? Yeah. Nice. Because Correa's been out for a little while. That's a super good thing for fantasy. That's such a homie hookup on that. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Alex Bregman's my shortstop. Meanwhile, my third baseman's Manny Machado because he still qualifies for it. You know, that's BS, man. That's cool. That's great. I dig that. Uh, I think I was going to ask you, uh, do you prefer pitchers, hashtag pitchers who rake or chicks dig the long ball? Ooh. The hard-hitting questions, Patrick. Well, I'm deep. I think I prefer chicks dig the long ball. Yeah? Yeah. Is it nostalgia? A little bit. 
Also, the inclusiveness of it. <laughs> we are inclusive here on yeah, the women corner. like baseball too. I, I, I think I think you're right. I think I agree with you. But man, pitchers who rake is awesome. But there's not a lot of them. I know, but when they do, it's fun. Like, I do love that Michael Lorenzen pitch hits in real games and hits home runs for the Reds. Yeah, dude, it's super <laughs> dope. They wanted him to go to the home run derby. Yeah, he should have. He should have. That's the only thing that's going to make the home run derby exciting. Is like let pitchers hit. Put Ichiro in there and Mad Bum and that Reds dude that I'll always forget his name that you just said five seconds ago and I've already forgot his name again. Uh, yeah, do that. I'm not helping you. That sounds fun, and I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to forget about him anyway. All right, when we come back, we'll finish this bad boy up as we always do. It's 844, and it's the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. There's uh, If you want to get nerdy on beer real quick. Um, Listen to beers on us tomorrow at seven <laughs> or 4 o'clock. Uh, I want to bring this up because this, this bumper music right now is Justin Timberlake. Uh, some of the guys down at the brewery, they're really trying to make a uh, make a beer. Featuring the Waimea hop, which is a uh, uh, southern hemisphere. I, th- I believe it's Australian. Okay. Is, is, is the scenery that great right now? Just, just wanted to make sure. Okay, thank you. Take, Sorry. A, take a peek Sorry, if, you, if you want to make a peek for yourself. Too late. Uh, Dang it. When we do these solo shows, I'm going to start sitting over there. Just so you can look outside. Yeah, when you're in there, I'm going to be over there just so I can look outside. I'm the single one. <laughs> uh... What are we getting into? Oh, yeah. Beer. We, yeah, we, we want to make this beer that features the Waimea hop. I believe it's Australian. It might be New Zealand, but I'm pretty sure it's Australian. And we want to name this beer, no, not me, it's not my idea, but they want to name this beer Waimea River. Oh. <laughs> and I think, like, every time you, someone orders it, you have to sing the song. Really? Waimea River. Why may a river? I love that song. Why may, why may, why may, why may? I love that song. That's one of those. I feel like most people, that song was overplayed for like three years. For sure. And it was. Every time I heard it in that three-year span, I was like, yes. Yeah. I love this song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I still have it on my, my iTunes today. Me and a buddy in college, we used to play it at parties all the time. Him on the guitar, and I'd sing it with him. Like, we'd do a little duet yeah. all the time. It's such a great song. It really is. And I, I love that it was about, like, Britney Spears. Well, and can you imagine <laughs> if JT would have dropped that video today, and it was clearly about Britney Spears, it'd break the internet. It literally, like, it would shut it down. And I don't mean it like, oh, that's so funny, it broke the internet. No, I mean, like, things would explode. <laughs> They would absolutely explode. Can you imagine that? Like, Beyonce puts out an album that maybe alludes to the fact that Jay-Z cheated on her. But no, this is like, yo, dude, the girl in your video looks like Britney Spears. I think it would I think it would cause mass hysteria. Yes. Just another reason why JT's the man. He is. What's his demon? What's his demon? Yeah, because, like, no one can be that perfect. Mm. Nobody. What's he got going on behind the scenes that he is? Uh, he's not so pretty. Yeah, boy you've JT. never. Yeah, you've never heard of any like any like weird sexual assault things. There's no been you know like homophobia or racial. Nope. 
no drugs, DUI. I mean, I'm, I'm, I imagine the man likes to indulge in his fair share of recreational uh, activities. <laughs> Uh, but uh, maybe he has a song called Pusher Love Girl that basically talks about every drug in the book. Okay. Um, yeah, he seems faithful. There's no DUIs. He doesn't get in fights. So what's his deal? I think his deal is is that he sings in falsetto too much. <laughs> that's his big. That reason. might be his demon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That if that, hey, if that's demon. your demon, you are doing life literally correct. Nothing wrong. Yeah, now I'm really trying to think. I mean, we don't. I'm just. We we wouldn't know. I'm just saying. Everyone, heard, everyone heard, has their demons, and I, I wonder what JT's is. I imagine he has herpes because Jessica Biel has herpes. She got him from Derek Jeter. Duh. Everyone knows that. So if they had a kid, then I can clearly say that he's had sex with her, right? This text came in. I'm gonna switch the subject before we get too deep into this. JT is man, but he kicks puppies. No way. Why Mia Rivers on the Hawaiian island of? Uh, Oh, God. That is called Kauai. Kauai. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but I also had this weird thought that it was the wrong word. Uh, and it runs through the Waimea Canyon. So maybe it's a Hawaiian hop. Maybe. No, it's definitely not Hawaiian. Okay. It's definitely Southern Hemisphere. But maybe that's where. Isn't that Southern Hemisphere? Mi- no. Close? Hawaii? Close. Would be in the Northern Hemisphere for sure. You sure? Uh, Yeah. The okay. equator is goes through Brazil. I'm just trying to. Re- picture where hawaii is in consideration with that it's like uh, hawaii is almost like directly west of frisco really maybe la maybe in between frisco okay and LA. i didn't know that i just knew i've never been to hawaii but i, I just knew it was southwest ish well yeah so i thought it was further southwest well everything's south from us no that's not true either <laughs> okay mike good point <laughs> canada's north <laughs> greenland is north <laughs> I saw the other day that Greenland might be the biggest troll job in the world. What? Why? Because they're called Greenland and they're covered in ice. Oh, yeah. And Iceland is covered in green. Yeah. Um, I thought that was actually, I thought there was a, I think it is a troll job. I think it was like the Vikings where somebody made the names different so that their attackers went to the wrong place. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, they live in a land that's green. We're going to go to Greenland. (laughs) It's just like they're in a barren ice wasteland. I also saw something. So I'm a big fan of uh, shower thoughts on Reddit. Okay. It uh, passes the time quite nicely. And they're basically things that don't make sense when you really think about it. Like That don't make sense? That that makes sense, but you would never think of them this way. So they're like, like high thoughts. Yeah. Like, did you realize that when you were a kid and your mother picked you up and set you down, that at one point she set you down and never picked you up again? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, dude. That is true. Yeah, man. Things like that. Uh, and there was one, oh, dang it, now I always forgot. This is such stoner talk. I'm not even high, and it's just like, what was this one? Oh, oh yeah, by the way, Hawaii is parallel to Mexico City. Oh, well, booyah, got it. I don't know anything. <laughs> Chalk it up. <laughs> Love that the text line's quiet all night, but someone says an incorrect geographical statement, and we're on it. But it is Northern Hemisphere. You are right. Well, yeah, of course I knew that. It is close to the I'm not equator. An idiot. <laughs> it's west of San Francisco. <laughs> it is west of San Francisco. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Our shower thoughts. <laughs> it's it's actually really great. Shower thoughts is excellent. I would like to, I could sit here for two hours and just read shower thoughts and listen to you laugh. 
<laughs> like, I'm sure the first woman that ever gave birth to twins probably freaked out. You see what I mean? Is that? Like, what would you do? Whoa. People probably thought she was a witch. <laughs> you know? Did, what she think, us- did she think one was, like, fake? I don't know, dude. That's she what I mean. She sees two babies that look identical, and she goes, wait a minute. I've had kids before, Am I seeing this belly double? is heavy. The pregnancy made me see double. Am I okay? Yeah, man. Hmm. That freaked me out. What were the tests to see if the second baby was real? There probably weren't tests, man. They've probably been having twins for, like, centuries. Well, I'm not saying real tests. I'm like, did they poke oh, them yeah. and see if they reacted? Oh, that'd be hilarious as they were like, well, the first one that came out is clearly your child, and the second one must be a spawn of Satan in the river. <laughs> That's not funny, but... <laughs> You're laughing. You, you I'm laughing. It. People out there are laughing. The way you said it was funny. <laughs> well, yeah, because they were probably... They didn't know how to react. Probably scary. See, here's another great one. Shower thought. If you stack one lasagna on top of another lasagna, you still have one lasagna. That's reality. That's that is so true. Man. Yeah, man. I do like those kind of thoughts though. They're always fun. When they crop up in your head and you're like, don't judge me. I know this is gonna sound weird, but think about this. Like, how come every time like an exit and a road merge into each other like you have a left lane and a right lane why does the left lane always want to get to the right lane and the right lane always want to get to the left lane like design flaw massive design flaw i don't understand think about it you get off the if you get if you are okay if you're on i give up this is just the 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 mind-boggling thing i can't figure out i don't understand it's like if you take 99 if you're on 99 heading south Okay. And then the Morrison Street Bridge, say you're on I-5 and you take the Morrison Street Bridge. Okay. And you want to get off and go down to 99. That lane comes in the left lane and everyone going south is in the right lane. But I feel like everyone going south in the right lane wants to move to the left lane and everyone that just got off that exit wants to move to the right lane. Like, why don't we figure this out? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not explaining it well. <laughs> oh, man. I'm done. You done? Yeah. All right. I need to not be in a chair in this building. Yeah, let's get you out of here, man. All right. uh, For Mike Lynch, I'm Patrick Harris. Check out the Beers on Us podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, 10A the Fan website, wherever you get your stuff. Uh, You can find it there. That'll drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. So that'll be fun. We'll be back next week. Hopefully Joe's here. Mike, get some sleep. Go do something I would do. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.